With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sporting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets as our self-service kiosks or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh. Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And as I promised and got sidetracked because of the trades yesterday, I want to go over what I thought of each player when training camp broke or before they played a regular season game, post-preseason, pre-regular season. So, you know, we have eight games to evaluate that. What I thought of them then, what I think of them now, stock up, stock down, some of them aren't going to change much, you know, to be honest with you, but some do. So I pulled up, I went to ourlads.com. I pulled up their depth charts, their roster, and I'm just going to start with the quarterback position as it's listed here. Kenny Pickett. So he was very impressive in camp, but he also held the football a long time. And that really worried me at that point. A lot of instances of Tomlin Get it out, Kenny. Get it out, Kenny. And he held the ball a long time at Pitt. That has really changed for the better. So I'm going to say stock up from that opinion. And I think he looks like he belongs, although he did in the preseason as well. So I'm, I would say he's trending up, although the turnovers are bad. You know, I mean, not all of them are his fault. And we've talked about those things. But I thought even as a rookie he would turn the ball over less. I mean, I was about to say he would value the football better because I don't, but I don't think that's fair because I think he has consciously been aggressive at times, late in games, things like that, late in the half, Hail Marys, things like that. But I thought the results would be better in terms of the turnovers. And I thought he'd be a little better in the red zone too. I mean, those are areas of concern at the moment. But all in all, I have a higher opinion of Pickett right this minute than I did the day before the first game. You know what I mean? Um, Trubisky, I'm going to go down a little, although I don't think he's gotten a fair shake of what he could do on the field in a regular season game. 
but he was more robotic, more hesitant, more cautious than I would have expected for someone in his shoes. Um, was that coached into him or not? Who's to say I would have liked to have a bigger body of work to really judge him. But coming out of camp, I had some, I had more optimism as him as a player than I do at this very minute. So I think he has to be a stock down. Uh, Rudolph hasn't changed one bit. Who the heck knows? Uh, they didn't trade him a trade deadline. So be it. Najee has to be a stock down. However, I will say, and I'm not going to act like I'm high and mighty here. I thought he was a little bit of an overrated football player after his rookie season. You know, a lot of what he did was based on volume and, I expected a step forward this year. He has not taken a step forward, needless to say. Um, even the last two games, I thought he looked good before Philly and then ugh, another mess. Uh, you know, they're getting the steel plate out of the shoe and all those things. But by no means can you be more optimistic about Najee Harris as a football player now than you were two months ago. I mean, just it's an impossibility. And we didn't see hardly any of him at camp anyway. So I was judging everything off his rookie tape, more or less, going into this season. Um, I expected him to be more of an asset, and he's not right now. I mean, it doesn't mean he can't be. Warren was somebody we loved coming into the regular season. You know, his, his camp practices were very impressive. He distinguished himself from all the other backs in an immediate manner when he put on the, the black and gold. I'll say he's even better, though. I mean, slight ball control or ball uh, security, you know, concerns, but better in protection. He's great in protection, although once in a while he misses an assignment. People don't notice those things as much. They like when he blows people up, but he definitely does that. He attacks the hole, as we've talked about many times. Uh, I think he should push for more touches. Uh, so he's definitely a stock up. I am have a higher opinion on Warren now than I did before the season. Benny Snell, I don't know how you talk about him, except for, folks, he is very good on special teams. Um, the fact that he never sees the field on offense now, though, really tells you all you need to know, and I'm absolutely fine with that. So he is even Steven, uh, as is Derek Watt. Uh, maybe you see a little bit more, and we have seen a little bit more. He caught a touchdown. Um, heavier personnel with Claypool out. You know, Maybe you do have some more two-back stuff. I think that's a good solution. We didn't mention that whenever we were talking about replacing the slot receiver. Uh, maybe this do get a little bit heavier, but uh, he's the same to me. Um, subject to change, though, if he gets more opportunity. Um, the tight end position. Always like Fryermuth. Liked him a lot in camp. Liked him a lot in the preseason, all that stuff. Love him now. I, I mean, I really think that this guy is knocking on the door already of being a top five NFL tight end. Um, not quite Kelsey in that group, but it's not that hard to break into the top five in the tight end world. Still not a great blocker, but that's not what tight ends in the NFL are paid to do, to be honest with you. And I've told you guys this many times, but tight ends start slow in this league. You know, I mean, usually it's year four that they start to hit their stride. He's doing it halfway through from the beginning of his second season. I think he's going to be a star. Um, I really think he's on a Heath Miller or better like career path. And that says a lot. Gentry. 
I think he has to be an is what he is type of guy. I mean, he's improved so much since being here, but I don't know that his stock changed from preseason till now. He's a very good blocker. He's a big target that they don't want to throw the football, but they sometimes scheme up easy throws against basically no coverage. He offers nothing after the catch. Maybe, you you know, a red zone catch or two here would be nice over the course of the year. Um, he is what he is. He's a blocking tight end. He's Matt Spath or somebody like that. You know what I mean? I mean, and that's valuable. And uh, he, like Watt, might get more snaps because, you know, the slot receiver position is a little more up in the air. So he is what he is. Um, Hayward, to me, we talked about a lot of how do you replace Claypool, maybe more Hayward. I think I've told you guys that idea twice now, I think. So go back and listen if you want to hear it again. But I like him more now than I did then. Um, I was very impressed with him watching all his practices at camp. But um, didn't really know what his role would be. Didn't know if he was an average special teamer, a good special teamer. Well, he's a great special teamer. I mean, I guess that didn't shock me, but I didn't know it then. Now I do. He is a foundational member of every special team as much as anyone on this team. I think his role as a offensive player could grow. Um, he's a valuable member of the team, and he costs nothing. So he is definitely a stock up guy. Um, this has to be a quick podcast today. I apologize, but we'll come back on Monday and do the defense. So quick break, and then we will talk about the O-line. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, O-line, well, we didn't do the wide receivers, too. Let's talk wide receivers. Deontay Johnson. Well, it's a tough one because a lot of his metrics and numbers are not flattering. But then there's this new metric about getting open, and he's the best in the league. Um, There's been a lot of instances where I've seen him open and the ball hasn't come out, or He nobody has near misses in terms of big plays and things of that nature than Deontay Johnson in the whole league. But his production's down. His after the catch is unbelievably low. I'm not sure I blame him for that, though. So I'm going to say he's still the same in terms of a grade. But boy, things have changed a lot for his life, you know, um, know, in terms of quarterbacks and, you know, peppered with targets after the catch, all those things. I still think, I I know some people are down on him. He drops too many balls, blah, blah, blah. He gets open. I mean, that is the number one thing is he gets open, particularly against man coverage. And I think he's worth the money. I would give him the exact same contract. I would not pay him as the top receiver in the league. He isn't. And 
I think he's worth the contract they gave him and is going to be more of the solution than the problem. George Pickens was unbelievable in camp, but I think you have to be even higher on him now. Um, I think he had an eye-opening moment against Slay and Bradbury, particularly Slay. These are what big-time corners in the league are all about. It's not the SEC anymore. It's not doing battle with Witherspoon and Wallace in camp. Um, but I think he'll be fine. He's as good as ever. His opportunities are going to go up. So definitely stock going up on Pickens, even though this past game wasn't tremendous. Um, I looked at Steven Sims before the season and thought, I don't know if he should have made the team or not. Gunner's going to do all the return work. Sims is little. What's his role? Um, but I like him better now. I, I like him better than Ray Ray McLeod. I'm excited for his opportunity. He's going to get the first crack out of the slot and deserves it. And I think that an increased role, less predictability with his usage, as we often talked about, is a good thing. But he's not special. You know, I mean, he's a good player. Um, and they'll be fine with him, I think. But he's definitely a stock up guy. I mentioned Gunner. He has to be a stock down guy. I mean, People were excited about him watching him run routes and things at camp. I never saw it. I thought he was strictly a special teamer then. Now he has not excelled in that role. Um, he's disappointing. I mean, it, it, part of it's because Sims went past him. If he had got more opportunities to stay as your return guy. And I don't honestly know how he is running down on kickoffs and punts and those type of things. I'm sure he's fine, but. Um, he has a head for special teams. He has the toughness, all those good things, but he doesn't really have a role right now. So he has to be a stock down guy. Miles Boykin is a stock up guy. I'll be honest. I was shocked that Baltimore let him go period, you know, for any reason. And I didn't view him as a core, really high end special teams player, but he absolutely is. I think he's got a case to see the offense a little bit more with, with Claypool out now than he ever did. And once in a while you see him trot out there, but he's definitely a stock up guy. Like I think you're, you're happy he's here. All right. Now we'll go to the other line. Mason Cole, um, stock up, but he is what he is. I mean, he's kind of a placeholder. I mean, he's never going to go to a pro bowl. He's tough though. And he has not been a liability. He, he has fought injury. And has played through it. There were times at camp I looked at him and thought, wow, he's not good enough. I don't feel that way anymore. So uh, I think he's a slight stock up guy. But if one of the second round picks ends up being a center, that would make perfect sense to me too. Or you go get an established veteran and say, Mason, you go fight with Kevin Dotson next year at left guard. So that's that would be ideal. Um, but I think he's better than I expected. Dotson, he's tough for me. He's had a couple bad games. He's had a couple good games. He's inconsistent. I very much believe, going back to the camp and that conversation, that they wanted Kendrick Green to win that job because of his mobility. And Green's obviously a stock down guy, but I guess Dotson has to be a stock down guy. Um, you just need more consistency from the guard position. You know, like... You're not going to get splash out of Kevin Dotson, but you can't also have the low moments. So I think he's a stock down guy. You know, we talked about just a minute ago, if you get a center, maybe Cole fights with him for the left guard spot. I also think it's true if you get a left tackle in the first round, maybe Dan Moore becomes your left guard. 
Um, Dan Moore to me is also a slight stock down guy. I never had super high hopes to be honest, but I thought he could be a serviceable, not liability left tackle. Um, I basically still feel that way, but lean more on the liability side. And, you know, I, I often thought pre Claypool that my first two picks would be a corner and a defensive tackle. Now I think, especially with a third pick, it makes it pretty easy that left tackle should be in that equation, maybe in the first round. And again, then Dan Moore becomes your swing tackle or your starting guard. And I think that's where his niche is in life. Um, Again, I never thought he was going to be Anthony Munoz, but um, stock has to be down. James Daniels' stock is up, up, up. Because when when camp broke or when preseason broke, he looked broke. I'm, I thought, wow, was, it, was my evaluation of this guy just off? Was he, is he going to be a problem? Is he not going to be their best lineman? Is he going to be a negative? Well, he's much better than that now. I mean, he is a high quality NFL starting right guard, which is exactly what I thought they were getting when they signed him. And it's exactly what he's been um, in the regular season. He's consistent. He's athletic. He's still young. Great. I'm very cool with that. Um, Chooks, I'm going to say stock up. Um, I kind of thought he was a little better than Moore when the season opened. I thought he'd be a long-term right tackle, not a pro bowler. And I think that's what he is. But I think he's a little better, particularly in protection, than I expected for him this year. Um, collectively, this group still makes a mental error here and there and still building some continuity. But I think I'm very fine with Chooks as my starting right tackle without any competition next year. I didn't know for 100% sure that would be the case after eight games, but I think it is. So I'm going to give him a stock up. I mean, not through the roof stock up. The rest of the group, I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm looking at the depth chart here. Here's your other lineman, Trent Scott, Kendrick Green. Hassenhauer, Jesse Davis. I haven't really seen any of those guys. I mean, collectively, they've only had five snaps missed from their starting offensive line, all from Mason Cole. So they all have to be even Steven. I don't think you could say stock down or stock up. Obviously, stock was really low on Kendrick Green. I know I mentioned his stock is down, but he's not even active. So, I mean, it certainly can't go up. But his stock was through the floor when the season started. So it's not much different now. So that's the offense. Uh, We'll do the same with the defense. The defense will be more telling because play more people. There's a a wider variety of snaps there, uh, more injuries on defense. So we've seen other guys. Um, So that'll be Monday show. All right, over and out. Take care.